action. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to theturtleroom.com. I am John. Welcome to the podcast, he means. Sponsored by theturtleroom.com. Sponsored by saying things backwards. Yes. Thank you, studio audience. That was, we were recording this in front of a live studio audience, and they are all really ugly. Okay. That is so I'm, stupid. Yeah, we're going to oh try to use gosh. the smallest amount of sound bites as oh possible, even though this is great. Today we want to, uh, first of all, welcome you guys to the show. Welcome. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate, um, if, if you hear this, then we really appreciate you. Thank you to all of our diehard followers out there. Yes. Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, Hi, John's mom. <laughs> oh, she does love this. Hey, Mrs. She said, "Oh, you guys sound so handsome." Shut up, mom. We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think we sound handsome. More you than me. I, I think we do too. No, no. My voice is. Especially, I also have a little bit of a nose thing going on. I didn't even tell you this. You can probably tell I have a little bit of a stuffy nose. Great. It's been uh, affecting my speech patterns. Great. Anywho, good um, thing I've got the immune system of a Buick. It's not going to affect me. You an old Buick. Right. Is that is that why I just smelled catalytic converter ten minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, that was me. He had chicken parm last night, folks. Um like every night. <laughs> right. It was a it was a Tuesday. We want I'm gonna start off with it. I have a quick I, I just heard this little tidbit that I think will be really um interesting and will relate to the topic that we're gonna be speaking of today. Lay it on me. I haven't heard this yet, just so you uh listeners out there know that uh, John likes to surprise me with things. I did. I've been saving this. Um, so I, we're both big basketball fans and, um, we also have coached basketball at separate times in our lives. This is me and me and Tony. And, uh, we played basketball together. We also played basketball together. We're much, we're much more athletic than whoever you are. If you're listening to this This is what we're trying to say, because (laughs) you probably like turtles a lot. So we we will dunk on you. Speak for yourself. He'll dunk on you. I'll talk to you about how I used to dunk. I almost hammered it on a guy the other day, by the way, for the first time in years. It was great. It was I got great. dunked on yesterday. So we follow along. Um, I've, I was reading some stuff about uh, about it was about toughness and about how a coach can get his players to to be tough and to you know how you can how you can influence your team in that way. I follow you. Okay, that's an important thing with coaching and with basketball in general. And, and, of course, and, and life. Athletics. This is life. This is yeah. the, this is the type of thing that that the reason that basketball playing basketball will make you a better person because you learn how to be tough and how to get through things that other people aren't used to getting through. Mm-hmm. Mental stuff and whatever. But um, the legendary football coach Woody Hayes. You familiar? Ohio State. I'm I'm not familiar. You never heard of Woody Hayes? I've. It's it's. Whatever. Ringing he's, a bit of a bell, but I'm not a huge Ohio State he, fan. So. Okay, he's nor am I, but he's whatever. He's a Hall of Fame football coach. So the story goes that a few years after he had retired, the guy that replaced him, they had a bit of a dip, which is inevitable when you're replacing a Hall of Fame coach. So the team was the team got worse. Okay. Yeah, the team wasn't quite as good. So Woody Hayes came in. He was, you know, he was a luminary. He was around luminary, not the right word. He was around the, you know, the program still. So he came in to have a talk with all the coaching staff that was there and to explain what was happening to them. And it was this is the the alleged story was that he came in and was just fuming like only a really, you know, like only a really good, powerful coach can do. He came in and was yelling at him. He said, "You know what? The problem with all you guys is." Is that you're not tough enough. This is da 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 da. You know, go into that. So he's saying not tough enough. And he said, this is how it used to be in the old days. And the legend, the urban legend, is that he took out a turtle out of a box and had it bite him on the penis. 
Did you pulls not- his pants down and let the turtle bite him in front of the in front of everybody, and then said, "None of you bleepers are tough enough to do this." Took the turtle off and walked out. Oh my goodness! So that is absurd. Old school toughness is letting a turtle bite you in the wiener. Wow. This could be an interesting History Channel uh, show. Well, Just figuring out which turtle it was. That Right, yeah. That's what, that was the first thing I was thinking. If he has a snapper, then he also doesn't have... Uh, he, <laughs> he has a snapper, doesn't, he yeah. doesn't have something else. Right. Wow, that's... that's And also an apropos name, Woody Hayes. See, the thing oh. is that it's, it's used... Yeah. It's used... I think that it's just basically an urban legend. I don't think it's been attributed to many different coaches that have said that. You know, some people say Vince Lombardi did it. Some people say, you know what I mean? It probably never happened. Probably. Where do you find this stuff? It was on a, it was on a, a sports blog, deadspin.com. There Unbelievable. Was like, the headline was, Woody Hayes allowed a turtle to bite his penis. That was the, that was the headline. topic? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow, I think that'd probably get through. It'd get through to me anyway. No, I, I was inspired. I was like, you know what? If if a person did that in front of me just to prove how tough he was, he obviously lived through the Cold War, and he obviously was... Talk about times changing. I yeah. mean, you know, back then, you know, it's it's a heroic story, and now it's animal cruelty and yep. and bestiality and <laughs> yep. all sorts of yeah, things. People that pay would, good money for that nowadays. That could, that, could, that could get someone in a lot of trouble. Right. Oh, my goodness. There's, so, among other things, <clears throat> um, you can't do that anymore. Uh, yeah, in, I'd say that's pretty much in the locker towards room. the top of the list as right. far as things that you shouldn't or can't do right. anymore. Um, letting dogs bite you is fine, though, because we, you know, dogs have no protection. They're just man's best friend. Um, I'm pretty sure that's I think it's probably the good, good talking question. about that type of bite. Hold on, I have a very good question. Worse bite on a sensitive area of your body, dog or turtle i think it's a would you rather really and i would rather i think be bitten by a turtle what type of turtle i know all right well i mean let's let's lay it out on the line what type a snapper you know what's like a small snapper because it couldn't have been a big snapper turtle you know snapper what's turtle. i'm forgetting what it, i'm forgetting what it is now but uh I, I think maybe amazon big head turtle that actually recorded the strongest bite in the turtle ranks uh, more than snapping turtles. Well, they're, I mean, they're definitely, a, I think they're, I don't know if, do you think they're stronger bites than dogs, though? I dogs don't can, know. Dogs this is can something bite you can like, measure, though. Right. It is. No, are we talking about a chihuahua versus, no, I, mean, a dog, I mean, a dog can, if a dog bites your hand, they can break every bone in your hand easily. I don't know, it's whatever it's measured in. Jewels. Yeah, but we're it's not talking a, about a hand, we're talking about soft tissue. I know, I, know, I understand I mean, that. come on. I know, so listen, Either you're going to get a snapping turtle with probably a stronger bite than a dog, I'm going to say. I don't I don't have any real scientific evidence for that. But that's only one, it's one prong. You know what I mean? It's the, the what is it called? The, the What's the scientific term for the beak? You should know. Scientific term for the beak? Yeah, I mean, you know, what's the, you know, it's like the, uh, like the carapace. Man, the beak. I don't, I don't know. All right, well, whatever. What do I look like? Either you have one beak. You look like I wrote the book on scientific, <laughs> scientific turtle terms. issues. Come on. All right, no, so it, the point is that dogs have a bunch of teeth. Yeah. Turtles have one tooth-like thing it's, at it's, the end of their beak. That's not what's doing the damage. It's the whole. It's the whole beak. It's the whole. It's the whole rim around. So you're saying that you'd rather get bit by a dog? It's built for cutting and removing, especially in the in the 
Carnivorous uh, species. Have you ever seen a dog eat a sausage? Yeah, I've seen a Pomeranian eat, Pomeranian eat a sausage. Right. Well, all right. So, let, so let's, if we're talking about a baby snapping turtle and a Pomeranian, we're talking. Let's talk about full grown here. Let's talk about German Shepherd and live snapper that you have to hold by the back of the shell with two hands. Okay. Let's talk about a two hundred pound male alligator snapping turtle. No, no, macro turtle. Don't macro do it. Chilies. Don't even do it. Macrochelis temenecki. You're just swimming along. Temenecki. You're just swimming along and you think you see a worm down there on the bottom yeah. of, the, of the breeze. <laughs> so you swim towards it. Yeah. That's what the fish do. If anyone's not familiar with alligator snappers, they that's how they eat. They have a little thing on their tongue that wiggles like a worm and the, the fish swim right into his mouth. It's one of the most amazing things you'll ever see it is. if you Check, haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, YouTube it. I'm sure yeah, there's, you can probably YouTube I'm sure there's stuff on there. Oh yeah, um, plenty of it. So this gets again. All right, we're we uh we're gonna get into the the topic that we want to say is actually that's not actually the topic that we're gonna cover today. We, pecker bites is the topic. Oh my goodness, you are okay. absurd. You can edit that out. There's no way we're gonna play this. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the topic that we want to speak <laughs> about is turtles in captivity. Not tur- not turtles, just animals in captivity. Animal uh, reptiles, and possibly animals. Okay. And amphibians. Duly noted. I'm just going to keep throwing things out there and not let you talk. <laughs> Animals in captivity. How do you want them to behave when you are, when they're in captivity? Do you want them to be behaving naturally in a natural habitat, whereas they will probably bite you or not know how they would treat you like they would treat you in the wild? Or do you want them to be more tame? Do you want them to be used to you? Do you want them to be able to be handled? Snakes have a very specific... You know, this is very near and dear to a snake owner's heart because they generally tend to be, especially thought of as more, exactly. Um, you know, more I, more wild and more likely to bite you when that's not necessarily the case. I think the stigma around snakes has a lot to do with how a snake owner feels in that regard. Right. Somebody, somebody like myself would wouldn't worry about that as much. So this is an interesting. Topic, I think, for the two of us, because John comes from more of a snake background. I like turtles. That's me right there. That's me. And I come from Every time you start talking too much and you're going too far, I'm just going to play that. Please. So you realize how dumb you are. We definitely differ on this. As a snake guy, I want people to have snakes and to be comfortable around snakes. So I don't want a snake that is going to be treating me the same way that it would treat me if I walked up to it in uh, a vernal pool. Right. I would like for the snake to know my presence, to know that it's comfortable around me. And I, this is a perfect... I have. I own a Brazilian rainbow boa. They are lauded as one of the most you know, hard to, you know, hard to tame and vicious. They, they like... They're very snappy. They like to bite. Snippy. Snippy, snappy, sloppy, whatever you want to call it. Those are three of the seven dwarfs. <laughs> Slippy, sloppy. Track out there. Right. And all the... <laughs> and happy. All right. My Brazilian rainbow ball has has tagged me once, and it was because I was I was doing something stupid. I was proving that it could would never had tagged me before, and I was waving my hand in its head. Something I was I was waving its head around my face, and it got me in the eye. A little overzealous. Yeah, tagging is a um, bit is a is a way that snake people prove that they're the coolest reptile people out there. Right. We tag our reptiles by by, by peeing on them. We like tigers. That what we're talking are you about. Talking about today. You are out. I, I thought you, you were ta- out there. No, tag- so tagging is a tagging cool is, term is that only snake people use because they're cool, and they wear Slipknot shirts. 
You're such an idiot. <laughs> that's that's true, but you I'm know just because there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. I just have to make fun of you because I'm a turtle. Guy. There is something wrong with the fact that I have a, a tattoo of a snake wrapped around my bicep, though. And it's biting. And it does make my me arm. cooler than me. <laughs> um, I only have a tribal no, so armband. You do have a tribal armband, folks. He's got one. Uh, it's covered by hair, by a layer of, of woolen hair, but other than that, very cool. Like most reptile people, I look like a tattooed cover George the Animal Steel. <laughs> Like most snake people. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. So, so you, and we haven't, you know, do you feel that way about a snake? Or do you feel that way about a turtle? I know how you feel. You've already mentioned it. Let's, let's I want to hear you uh, defend your position that a turtle and a, um, or an amphibian or anything should be more, should be as they are in the wild when they're in captivity. And you're asking me? Yes. Okay. I'll tell you my, my, my story here. So I'm on the... I'm on the um, forums all the time, surfing around, um, seeing what's out there, what people are saying. So many people who are new to turtles, they always want to start a thread about how excited they are that their turtle blew them a kiss or waved at them or gets excited when they walk in the room right. or wants them Responds to, pet, to music. Wants them to pet their head or whatever, whatever other thing that they just love and get all giddy about. And my stance always is, if you if you want to be inter- if you want to be interested and, and work with these living dinosaurs, then perhaps that sort of approach isn't necessarily the best, especially if you're working with a species that's rare in any way, whether it be rare to the the trade or herpetoculture in general, or rare in the wild or what have you. Um, they're special animals and. You should try to give them as natural a um, situation as you can. For me... Well, who does that benefit? The turtle or you? That benefits only the turtle. Because, yeah, I want to have fun with my turtles, and I want to have turtle races, and I want to flip them on their back and play with them and poke them and giggle and all that. Spin the turtle. I mean... That's what nerds used to do when we were hanging out with just other other boys. Basically all the... The turtle outs back and spin it, and then you had to kiss the person that it landed on. I... Don't know how I'm friends with you. <laughs> Spin the turtle. Basically, what I'm talking about <laughs> is all the stuff you want to do when you're a six-year-old with a pet turtle. Right. But when you grow up and mature and you learn more about the animals that fascinate you, you learn that they're special. The vast majority of them are endangered. And by providing these naturalistic conditions, you help the animal live a stress-free life where it can maybe make lay eggs and make baby turtles and help you know, their situation. Help the breed. Yeah. Help the species. I hate you. Three episodes. Um, and I did you've that, done one, that every time. That one was on purpose. I don't believe you. And neither that do one our was viewers. on purpose. Neither do our viewers. We don't have viewers. We no. did it twice then by that accident, which is still horrendous. Two, three times. Okay. I'm not perfect. Time. Either way, you're a habitual line stepper right now. That's, you're <laughs> <completely> <laughs> That's fine. There is nothing that you can do to upset a turtle person more than say the wrong verbiage. No, that's not true because I'm no expert, but stop saying breeds for crying out loud. All right. But, I like turtles. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Got me again. Um, see, but the the problem with that, and it depends on the species that you're talking about or, you know, whether you're talking about snakes or whether you're talking about turtles, that's all, that makes sense. And you definitely want the, the animal to have the most natural environment so that they are living the lowest stress, um, on the, with the lowest stress level, but... How it relates to having it around your house. I mean, when it's a snake, 
I don't think that you can have a snake that you can never handle. It might makes everything much harder. Same way, if no matter what, if you're keeping an alligator, which some people do, you, you know, it's a real, it's a pain to ever handle that, or if depending on how big it gets, to ever move it, to clean it out. There's everything is much harder if it's not an, an animal that's tame, to at least some degree. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's my argument is that I would say I'd rather have a snake that knows the difference between me and a hamster. Right. And it's I also, just, if it has a lower stress level, I will argue that it's, it, it, they then are not as like a, a snake is, if a snake is high stress and it's going to, it's going to bite more. So if you have a, a relaxing environment that is conducive to having that animal, they're going to be less likely. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're any less, they're any more captive or they're any more tame. It means that they're more comfortable for snakes. That's, I, I'm, I mean, that, that's how I feel. And turtles, Okay, I understand what you're saying. You want it to be natural. But that doesn't mean that making it, that trying to bite you is makes it natural. There's there's turtles that you'll pick up in the wild that don't bite. True. Very true. And it, it depends uh, from species to species. Because you, if we're talking about ball pythons versus green anacondas, there's a big difference. Because a person who is interested in an anaconda and has one knows that getting that thing out and weighing it and cleaning the enclosure is going to be a chore to say the least right and the same thing is true with different species of turtles and tortoises of course and different species of anything but for me personally i my point is that i don't get upset when a turtle wants to bite me when a turtle is scared of me and jumps off its off its um basking platform into the water and 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 retreats that that to me is a good thing because those are natural those are natural behaviors right which is just all I want is natural behaviors because natural behaviors include egg laying and living a hundred years. So right. I, you know, I, I'm not fascinated by turning my pet into a dog. I have dogs. Right. You don't, that. you don't want to have a turtle, right. A, a, a turtle shaped dog. Right. You don't want it to be walking around the house and all that. And saying that with tortoises, like we, you know, we, we actually, we had that, we had a, a pretty, pretty good size, um, African spurthite when we were in college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can let it walk around the house, and it was great, it was fun, it was cool, but it wasn't, you know, we could have just got a dog, and it would have been much better for the dog. Right, and it wasn't, it's not good for a tortoise to be... Right, it's not good for a tortoise to be walking around eating all the leftover ramen noodles that we had. It ate our broom one time. It did it, that's right, it did it. I mean, it's amazing how stupid... Right. You you can be before you actually research things and, and know what you're doing. Right. And at that point, we thought we knew what we were doing. Right. We, we had been researching. It just takes time to, to build that knowledge. Right. And again, you don't feel, you know, we've touched on this in episodes before. You don't have to feel badly about a mistake that you make as a juvenile keeper. As a new a newbie. Yeah, right. absolutely. We all do. I Well, that was, we, we saw, you know, yeah. we thought it was cool. We had a tortoise that walked around the house. Yep. You know, we would put it, we'd use it as an ottoman, put our feet on it. Uh, that That wasn't true. And I wasn't big enough to do that. But I it didn't walk around the house often either. <clears throat> no, I didn't, no. I'm, the house was cool, and I, I knew enough, of, uh, even at that point, to, to know that you know it was there were drafts in the house, and no you one, shouldn't have an no African species. No one's going to come after you for this. It's okay. We're we're a safe place. We're in Celica. It's safe. Take it easy. <laughs> you're so worried about the backlash that you're going to receive from this. I can tell. I know. I've got all my good friends listening. <laughs> all my good friends. All of your really good friends. Jeez. That's great. I sound like my father-in-law when I talk like that. All my good friends. 
They're coming up the house. What is it? That's what he says all the time. That's good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Does he, he does listen, that. do you think? I hope not. No, I can good. tell you that much. All right. I'm... I don't think he has much interest in... Is it hot in here? In Salonians. Yes, it is very hot. Good. I thought it was just me with that. Your viewpoint on turtles and tortoises is very clear. What do you have to say about snakes? I understand. I understand with with snakes. It's different because of the stigma involved and and things like that. But I think, again, they're different species. A green anaconda would fit right in with what I'm talking about with with turtles. And, you know, a ball python wouldn't. So it probably depends on... <clears throat> on the species and the breed. But I think that's why I'm a turtle person. I'm, I'm, I hate you. I hate you for <laughs> saying breed again. But I think it, I think that's why I'm a turtle person. I enjoy naturalistic things. A lot of snake people, think of all the people who have ball python morphs, which are so popular, right. they, keep, they them in, keep them in, a in shelf. bins. Right. Yeah. And that's not that couldn't be any further from what's but it's, natural. But, it's, but at the same time, but though... That's okay. Right. Morphs it's, themselves it's are natural. Right. Yeah. Well, morphs... Again, we can, we can talk about morphs all day, but I don't think that that's natural in general in any way. That's That's... They shouldn't be. You shouldn't try to put it in a natural place because the thing's purple. It's or it's all white. You know, what I mean, it would die if it was. The more natural it is, the more likely it's going to die. Okay. Morphs don't live anywhere but in shelves. Okay. They're beautiful. I mean, there's some some of the most beautiful things ever. Right. The blue-eyed Lucy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, like, there's so many beautiful snakes, and same thing with uh, you know with with morph to- uh, turtles, like the, your, your red-eared sliders. You have the caramel pink. Beautiful, probably mm-hmm. wouldn't survive if it was out in the wild for very long. Right. Some, you know, sometimes. And, and the same, remember that uh, the news story that we saw about the albino uh, sea turtles with the yeah, eggs, the sack yeah. of eggs? 13 hatched at once. 13 right. hatched at once. All albino, and there was no way to keep them alive. Because if you put them back in the wild, they're all going to die. If you try to transform them, they're going to die. There's, I mean, there's a reason that albino things are not as prevalent because well they were all going to die anyways because like one in a thousand or one whatever the number is one in ten thousand or whatever it is that that's survives what I'm to adulthood anyways right no normal colored individuals so the right. chance of a albino right even hatching is ridiculous and then surviving it's just not going to happen right and the guy that had that, that put out this story was like you know this is very sad but here's this picture right. i put them all in a sack and it looked like looked like 13 uncooked chicken wings, chicken legs in the sack. And he's like, yeah, these things are definitely not going to make it. <laughs> the chances of those making it are like me winning the lotto. And the reason I say that is because I've never played the lotto. So That's maybe a, a little bit too extreme. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a chance. That no, there's not. No, not even on well, that's, chance. And right, and that's, and that's the point is that. There's not. So for, for morphs, there's a specific. If you're trying to make a morph have a natural environment, then you need to kill it. Yeah, that's the more you know what I mean, and, that, and that's and again, I'm not that we're not. There is no natural environment for more, or more, right. more. It makes sense, but, but still, then same thing though for I mean, for a, a snake. Do green anacondas need to be housed in captivity to make sure? I mean, not, not necessarily anaconda, maybe, but something else that's smaller, you know, that, that's a little more endangered. They need to be able to be reproduced in captivity. Mm-hmm. So. If it's going to be not a large zoo that has the you know the, the funds and all that do that, if you want to do your part, then the animal has to be somewhat able to be housed in your home. So say it was an indigo snake mm-hmm. from Florida. Mm-hmm. I have an indigo snake. They're very you know they're naturally they're gonna they're gonna tag you. They're gonna they're not but they need to be. We need to help them that population move along to continue to survive in the world that we've created, where Burmese pythons are going to eat them all and eat all of its food. Mm-hmm. The animal has to be some has to be at least more used to humans than it would be in the wild. Otherwise, 
the breeding program is not going to work because you can't keep it anywhere but at a zoo that has, you know what I mean, and zoos are only going to put so much into an indigo snake. You understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I do understand what you're saying, but I don't know that that's entirely true. Because the people who should take it on should have the means to create a pretty no, amazing... You can make it a natural and amazing thing, absolutely. But I mean, still, if uh, indigo snake, all right, that's, I think size has a lot to do with it. You know, we're, we're sick, you know what I mean? Because it's, you can probably clean an indigo snake's tank or enclosure easily, more easily, even if it is a little snippy. But like, what? It's anything venomous? Yeah. The danger to humans is what it is. What it comes down to. Ven- a venomous snake, you're not going to make it. You know, it's, you're not going to be having it wrapped around your, you know, in your hoodie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're not going to bring it to a party, and you probably should never bring anything to a party. <laughs> Let's. I, I should be clear about that. But, you know, it has to be in an, an environment where both the human that is taking care of it and the animal can coexist to some degree. Because that's, you know, the world that that we have made. Right. We've made a world where we have to coexist because we're, we're taking it over. I mean, and again, my background comes from the turtles, so I don't... I can speak to that more than anything, but there are some amazing situations provided for animals by private keepers that, you know, rival, at the very least, what zoos are doing and, in some cases, even outdo any zoo in the country for certain species because there's so many species out there. So, yeah, they're going to be a little more used to humans because they're eating pellets, but at the same time, you know, the more natural of, of an environment you can provide, the better chance you have of getting eggs year after year and helping that species. That's my that's my take on the whole thing. Agreed. If you have a, you know... I think that the point, you know, the point, and this is, I think this is a healthy conversation, but the point being is that the focus has to be on that breed, on us doing something for that breed. You don't want to... Are you doing that again? You just said breed again, and that wasn't on purpose. That wasn't on purpose. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't help Who it. Who is Look this at, guy? I ha- All right. Snafu, everybody. Snafu alert. We're, we're taking a, auditions for John's position bite. on the podcast. We're taking, audi- we're, we'll be, we'll be accepting auditions. That was, was ho it? ho ho. I don't know. That didn't work. Uh, you're you're an idiot on every level right now. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do to you. Listen, I am sorry, everybody. I said breed. I'm sorry too. My background is uh, we'll call it half reptile and half dog. So sue me. You know, it's this like, is we're gonna give me a five minute segment on every episode. You yelling at me for saying breeze. Well, stop saying it. Well, then just stop yelling at me for it. You know what this is like? This is like they say in the NFL: a team with two quarterbacks has no quarterback. Okay. What's your point? A guy sitting to my left with two specialties has no specialty. Okay? <laughs> I agree. I'm so a make fun of me. Jack of all trades, master. I like turtles. Ha ha ha! I like turtles. Go ahead and make fun of me all you want, but you have no specialty, my friend. <laughs>